Hey, Amy. Yes, Casey? It's a new year. Oh, yeah. Did we change the calendar? No. <laughs> no, we did not. I don't think we have a calendar. What is time? It's a construct, much like this podcast. Wait, we have a podcast? Again. The reboot, the re-re-reboot. Something. The re-re-Williams reboot. One can only hope. Maybe. Hello. Hello. It's been a while. You know, sometimes time and life is tricky. Yep. And things get wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey a bit. But we always come back. That is one thing that we have proven time and time again. Is that we're persistent nerds. Yes. (laughs) That's all I have to add. So, hi. If you have heard our podcast before, you know that I am Amy. And I am Casey. And this is Talk Nerdy to Me, Baby, where we talk nerdy to you, baby. baby. (laughs) And we are generally every Tuesday at 7 a.m. PST, which is probably not when you're listening to this because it's early and or weirdly day. (laughs) Maybe you should. Weirdly day? Weirdly day? I heard you say weirdly day. I was saying a weird time of day for you because I don't know what time you're listening to this. But hey, we're back. We're here for you. Just in time to celebrate weirdly day. (laughs) Oh, whatever. (laughs) So we thought that we'd come back with something that we're really good at. Lists. Lists and arbitrarily giving things some kind of importance. You're welcome. (laughs) To the eventual winners of this episode. Do you want to tell them what miraculous award show our, our entries and nominees are competing for? No. No? No, I don't. I do not. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Please. Please, for your podcast host, will you tell them what it is? Okay. <laughs> it doesn't really say. <laughs> The one person who got that joke. Yeah. Congratulations, person who watches older SNL. Like me. And by proxy, me. It's true. So we are doing our quarantinis. 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 Love that sound effect. (laughs) Crowd sound effect. Super real. Super high budget. Anyway, uh, we decided to... Take the mishmash mesh of the year 2020 and make a mishmash mesh award show out of it. Woo! Uh, I should disclaim that we're only going to be silly and talk about the silly things. We will not be including like the really, really super downer stuff. Yeah. Because y'all don't need more of that. And, and neither do we. Nobody needs that. Nope. Neither. neither and also, do. some categories may have more than one winner. Because Casey and I have absorbed different things over the course of this quarantine. It's very true. And you know what? There are no rules in the quarantinis. No rules! 
only time. I wish you could see your face right now. It's just starting to sink. And you know what? That's very 2020 of you. But we are in 2021. We are. We are officially four days into 2021 at the time in which we are recording. Five days at the time in which people can potentially listen to this. Today's the fourth. I thought it was the third. No, today's the fourth. Are you sure? Yes. You're right. <laughs> see? That was a trick question. Making sure that you're paying attention. And guess what? Time is still a construct. Guess what? My vacation is over. I now know what day it is because of work. Quarantinis! So, uh, I would like to start our quarantinis off with best binge watch. Best binge watch? Now, I should... Yes. <laughs> I should note that uh, some of the stuff on this list, you will be like, hmm, this didn't come out in 2020. This came out before that. And guess what? I don't care. And well, neither does Amy. No, because we did not say that this was an award show of things that came out in 2020. It's an award show of things that we have consumed during the quarantine. Consumed. Which happened material in, consumed. Which happened in 2020. But... You have access to things in years in which they were not made. Also, in the the year of no rules, I mean, there wasn't actually a lot of new stuff that came out in 2020. No, not that much, anyway. Except for video games. But that's a whole other episode. Yep. Because guess what I did all quarantining and I'm still doing quarantining. Technically, from the last time that we talked about games in quarantine... I have completed another game. Whoa! But that is a surprise for and another episode. Almost another, or did, or, uh, what? Almost another, right? Or did you beat it? No? Yes? No? The one you are currently playing? Technically, I beat it. Well, look at that. Does what? that mean two? No, I don't know what the other one is. Oh, yeah. There's one we still haven't finished yet. No. <sighs> anyway. Big conversation that no one understands. Yep. Right. Tune in sometime, I don't know, when whenever we do a video game episode. Because guess what? Casey plays a lot of games and they warrant an episode. But in the meantime... And Amy likes to watch people play games. It's true. Mm. In the meantime, best binge watch nominees are... The nominees are... Okay, I should also notice that... I should note that since it's binge, I assume we know that it's TV shows and or miniseries. Yes, because unless you're watching a trilogy of movies. Over and over and over, which is possible. I mean, technically, if you're doing like a mer, I guess like when you watch a bunch like a movie series like Lord of the Rings in order and all that, it's a marathon because like it's only X amount. Whereas a binge technically, I think, means at least like a season of a thing. I could be wrong. If you think that that's wrong, then please discuss wherever the comments closest to you are. In the meantime, I don't know what this voice is either. I know. I enjoy it. So it's an announcer. I know it's uh, it's yeah, it's critical. Yeah, probably. For the Tarian, Darian. All right, so let's try again. Take four. Best binge watch. The nominees are Kim. Take five. <laughs> See, we it's been a while, people. It's been, so a while. it's been a while since we have recorded a podcast. And for anyone who is like 
first listening to us today. We're sorry. Yeah. We're sorry. I would I would like to say that this is different and like a one off of us like getting back into the groove. But it tracks. But it tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Take six yep. of best binge watch. The nominees are, once again, community. <laughs> oh, is that what you were saying? Yes. The Office. Battlestar Galactica. Atlanta. Big Mouth. I'll be gone in the dark. The boys. Whose line is it anyway? The flight attendant. And Harlequin. We did not put uh the shadows. <gasps> Woo! We see? didn't what? A last minute happen. entry into Whoa. this thing. Unexpected coming from the form of a bat. Bat. <laughs> bat. <laughs> what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. Which deserves a mention. Yep, it definitely does. Uh, bat. That is another part of this quarantine is we probably forgot a lot of stuff and we'll probably remember in the process of this. So can I see this list so I can keep things in my head? Yes. So some of these Casey watched, some of these I watched. Casey did not watch I'll Be Gone in the Dark. I did. Very good. Made me buy more locks for our doors and also was sad. And I watched everything else. <laughs> yes, I think that's the only one on here that you didn't see. Isn't it? Yep. The only yeah. one. I mean, technically, I binged a season of a show. What? Killing Eve. That counts. Yeah. So technically, I watched another thing. Technically. Technically. Oh, also, we watched The Mandalorian. Yes, but, aha, that was a weekly show. It was. We, we did not binge. binge. It was per week, and we did not want spoilers. That's true. Okay, so. so yep. What are your top ones competing for your top spot? Oh, we we have a few. Well, well, uh, I do you have a winner? I mean, I think I do. You think you do? Yeah. Uh, there there were some that were very close, but I think my personal winner of the best binge watch goes to a community. All right. Yeah, I I haven't binged watched stuff. In a long time, and I flew through that show. You really did. I watched all six seasons in just like maybe a month or two. Yep. And it was very fast. It was casual, but also very speedy. Yeah. But they also like they go by fast. It's true. They are speed watchable. Yep. Yep. Those those good old 20 minute shows are easy to fly through. But yes, it was my first big binge of the quarantine season that is still kind of going on. Yep. Uh, there might be a part two, depending on if the world can get their crap together. <laughs> I don't know, okay? It's been a while. My voice is while. just doing things. I'm tired. Great. Everything hurts. Do you have a winner? So, if I was going on just a season, like, I, I want Killing Eve to be an honorable mention because I love that show. It is so freaking amazing, but since I didn't watch the entirety of the show during quarantine, welcome to our routine interruption of Cat. <laughs> so, as I was saying, I would say Killing Eve is an honorable mention because I did not binge watch the entirety of the show, and so I feel like I should give it to something where the entire show was watched. 
I guess Big Mouth doesn't make the cut because we we also just watched the newest season for that one. Yeah, but I would recommend that everyone watch Killing Eve because it's one of the best shows ever. And it is, the newest season is amazing. Like, super amazing. But I would give my win to Battlestar Galactica. <gasps> Battlestar Galactica. It is one of my favorite shows of all time. It's better on every single rewatch. You see things that you've missed. You just start to remember even more about it. And it's it's perfect. It is. You said this is your what your third yep. time going through it? It was my third time ever. And my first. It was your first. I, I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Uh, but I think I have to give... I, I think I would give my things still to community just because of like this the variety and the silliness and there were a lot of uh little jokes like little pandemic and quarantine jokes that are actually a pretty timing like pretty perfect timing i think there was a lot of stuff that people also discovered in the midst of quarantine i agree and i also think Battlestar galactica had a lot of like timely oh, moments oh yeah. which i did not know would happen when we started watching it and this has nothing to do with the show. It just happened when we were watching the show. But there was a point where, like, I like watching. We, well, we both like watching things with subtitles on it. Yep. And one of the characters said, this is stupid. And the <laughs> subtitles just decided that, yeah, that was a really funny line. We're just going to keep it. And so it was like, you know how in uh, telegrams, everything ends with the word stop. Well, every subtitle started with, this is stupid. stupid. Or did it? I don't I don't know. It was something like that. It yeah. was just each subtitle had, this is it's stupid. stupid. <laughs> I think it started with this. Yeah. Stupid. Okay. That. I, okay. I thought so. Uh. But yeah. I. I. And it was also like the first binge watch that I had of the series. But yeah. No. I absolutely loved Battlestar, and I honestly like. I just absolutely love going through Community. I watched all six seasons, uh, in like a month or two. Just. Yeah, and I definitely wanted to go back and watch Community because I only got. I don't know how far when it was. You said you got like through like four seasons or something, something like that, like three that. half, something like that. Yeah, because I watched it when it was first ever airing, and it just got lost. Yeah, it happens. It uh, does. But it was it, for me. It was one of those shows. Like as soon as I finished it, I was ready to start it again. And so definitely will be rewatched. But it also gave us uh, a Zoom, a Zoom meeting uh, where they did the script read through, and so which was really funny. Yeah, because there was this big resurgence once it got put on Netflix and with quarantine and everyone binging stuff like. I was not the only one who binged Community this year or last year. Last, last year. year. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but it got us a Zoom script read through and everyone was excited to see each other because everyone seemed really nice. Yeah. Uh, I met Joel McHale. I think he's the only cast member I met. And just, but everybody in that show just seems really, really nice. Uh, and it gave us Pedro Pascal laughing at the repeated use of the word sperm, <laughs> which is, you know, a moment of glory for any decade. Yeah. And, any you know, year. 2020 was pretty bad for everybody, but, you know, if there's somebody who had a lot of shining moments in 2020, it was definitely Pedro Pascal. It's true. Very However, true. However, the next category, next category is best simulation of being a frontline worker. And the nominee, what? yes, the only nomination and winner is Death Stranding. That is true. Uh, it was very appropriate and one of the first games that I played uh, in the midst of quarantine because it really felt, you know, it is a game about being a delivery person 
uh, when it's terrible to go outside. And it's also a very long game. It is. <laughs> um, but you also took your photo as, uh, I don't know, Sam full, bridge, yeah. full bridge. Full bridge. It went full bridges. Yeah, with my hat and just everything. I faced the wilderness to get my Doritos and toilet paper. It's true. But yes, there you go. There's some wacky ones in here. <laughs> because, again, no rules. Uh, next category, however, is best book. A book? Best book. A book. Now, this one, I think there's only one that actually overlapped yes. in here. Uh, the rest are something that I read that you didn't read or something that you read that I didn't read. Yes, which, you know, could change in the future. But as of right now is as how it happens. Right now. So, the nominees are Riot Baby, The World of Critical Role, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, Axiom's End, Mexican Gothic, The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide, Solutions and Other Problems, Eve of Extinction, and Extinction, not Extinctioned, and The Walking Dead. It's true. So, I will say, listening to you <laughs> read those, I think you read much more nonfiction than I did. Did I? Yeah. Huh. I read one nonfiction. I read... Three. Three. I think. Yes. Yeah. One so, of them technically is technically nonfiction. And technically, as of yesterday, I could say the turn of the key, but that is not my top book oh. of the year. Oh. Twist. No. No. <laughs> so oh. I got a bunch of books for my birthday, and I read all of them. Uh, Eve of Extinction. I want to give like a shout out to because it's like an indie comic that I just thought the cover was really good. And it's about rain that makes men turn into like the last of us style monsters where the women have to survive and all that kind of stuff. And it's really fun. Oh, Amy, men don't need rain to be monsters. And I didn't have to say it, but I did. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I've said this somewhere else, I think, but my top read of 2020, and so as it fell in this also spectrum of books I read during quarantine, my number one pick would be The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. LaRue! It is very existential, which is stuff that I like, making you think about, you know, being trapped in a life. What would you do with immortality? What would you do with when people forget you? What would and you do for a Klondike bar? Not a lot. Oh, I mean, they're pretty easy to get. <laughs> what would you do for a Klondike bar, cat? Probably everything she does to interrupt a podcast. Which is everything. Which is attack the angry bird. <laughs> <laughs> right on cool. uh, Yep. Um, but yes, I would say my winner is The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Ooh. Ooh. So, uh, I... Was also with you when we when you got a bunch of books. I got some myself. You some I have most of which I have not finished reading, but we did get it in a nice little Roman's bag, which is what the cat was rolling around in earlier. It's so it has come full circle. Full circle. So uh, I should also mention the ones uh, that you read and I read, and vice versa. Uh, I the books. Sure. How about so, the one we both read? The one we both read was Solutions and Other, other problems. problems. 
by Ali Broche, which is good for anyone currently or previously having dealt with anxiety, depression, loss, or just feeling alone, which I feel like is very quarantine. So if you want to feel heard, seen, represented in that way, try Ali Broche. It's very uh, short reads too. Yep. They can, it's, you know, it's mostly store little uh, anecdotal stories with silly comics. And, and so uh, that one was really close for me. Me too. Uh, yeah. Um, but one of the other ones that was also really close that I wanted to mention was The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide, which is Jenna Fisher's mm -hmm. autobiography. Um, I, I should, I say autobiography, but there's only about like maybe 20, 25% of the book that's actually about her life and growing up and everything. The rest of it is actually just like it says, a survival guide to to acting um, because it's mostly just filled with this is how you should do your headshots and this is what doesn't work and this is what does and here's the etiquette for eating food on set and like little things like that. And it's just, so most of it is just a, a helpful tool. A survival guide? Yes, uh, rather than just an autobiography. Uh, but it's really, really good. And so like that's why it came really close to me. To, to winning for me. Um, and I think you said you were probably going to read it at some yep, point. At some point, because I really liked her on The Office. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it got really close. But I think the one for me, my personal winner, is The World of Critical Role. Which is also something that I will eventually read. Yeah. So uh, The World of Critical Role is uh, their first nonfiction book. It's, a, it's kind of like a biography of their journey to critical role yeah it pretty much is uh it's considered like a coffee table book and stuff it's definitely if if i had those out it's definitely one that i would have out because i'm like read about the world of critical role uh but it was just i don't know there were so many heartwarming stories and i just love all the people involved with with that show and just i like hearing about so many different things about them and and you know a lot of it was stuff that i knew but just told in a and just a really loving and craftful way and a lot of little factoids and stuff that I didn't know. And it was just, I don't know, it, it was definitely my most enjoyable read of 2020. I will eventually get to it. It's just a very big book. It's not that big. There's lots of pictures. Yeah, but it came when I was Sam reading. <laughs> it came when I was reading all of the books I got for my birthday. It's true. It's true. But and now I have the app that lets me read from the library. And she was never seen or heard from again. The only time she came out what to do some supposed podcast or other. Am I here? Am I doing this podcast alone and just doing a really, 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 really good Amy impression? You'll oh. never know. Oh no, I think I I think I am. I'm so good and so talented. <laughs> I'm so good at lying to myself. No, you are. I am lying to myself. What? What? <laughs> Next category. That was very 2020. Yeah. Uh, speaking of 2020, the best escape from quarantine game. So this, these are games that either you or I played uh, that just was a good way to escape from the world. Yes. 
So, very specific category, but a category nonetheless. So, your nominees for Best Escape from Quarantine Games are Animal Crossing, The Last of Us Part 2, Doom Eternal, and Marvel's Avengers. So, do you have a winner in this? Or do you have no stake in this one at all? Well, I finished one of these games. Ah, ah, ah. And it was The Last of Us Part 2. And that would be my winner. I could not... I did not fall into the craze of Animal Crossing. I love Animal Crossing. It was not what I needed to get through this time, which was apparently even more emotional turmoil and death. Well, I would have to agree. It is also my winner of Best Escape from Quarantine. Because I remember at some point playing it and telling you, wow, this game makes me feel better about 2020. Yep. Because this is a better world almost. Yep. I mean... What does that say? Not a lot. But I actually played, I think I played a lot more Animal Crossing than you did. And I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I also, it even though I had its ups and downs, um, I did sometimes have that cathartic release of playing Doom Eternal and just destroying. And then those other times. Yep. And so that's why it did not win for yep. me. Uh, and then Marvel's Avengers was just a lot of fun of just, let's go play superheroes with the friends. And so that is always a fun escape for me. But yes, uh, the true winner is the desolate land of The Last of Us Part Two. Wow. What a shining, hopeful beacon. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah. Speaking of existential crisis, best music to have an existential crisis to. The nominee and winner is T-Swift. Taylor Swift, because she put out two albums in quarantine. And got... Amy, all introspective. Yeah. It's also really good music to motivate you to try and actually finish the outline of the book you've been trying to write for 10 years. Back in my day of 10 years ago, we planned to write stuff, but we couldn't do it until Taylor Swift consecutively released two albums. Exactly. <laughs> so there you go. Another, uh... Throw on that one in there. Hey, if you can name me someone else who put out two full studio albums while in quarantine, then maybe we'll talk. 21 Pilots released two songs, not two albums. Hey, Level of Concern is a very, very strong runner-up. It was just drowned out by the other 24 songs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It did. It does have that not going for it. The fact that it is not two albums and only uh, the one song. It is true. And there is still yet, as of the recording of this, two more songs from that album that I still haven't heard. <gasps> Gasp. Well, my CD hasn't arrived. And it's <gasps> only on the CD. Bigger gasp. <gasps> <gasps> Physical copies. <gasps> When did we turn into home improvement? I don't know. Uh, He sucks. Uh, (laughs) Next category is best YouTube for quarantine. Best YouTube. Yes. So this category is about things we watched on YouTube that helped us through quarantine. Quarantine. Well, I watch a lot more YouTube than you do. 
Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I do watch a lot. You do watch a lot. I it's just, just comparatively. Yes. I mean, it has absorbed and taken over parts of my life. Jackie so, Daytona. <laughs> Jackie Daytona. He was very close to winning Best Binge. I guess maybe if there were more episodes. Yeah, I think if there the had been more episodes, I would agree. There's Yeah, because there's, there's only been two seasons so far, but it's getting a third. And you should watch it. Because even if you hated the movie like I did. We did. We did. You should still watch the television show. Yes, it's better. Or your name's not Colin Robinson. <gasps> Colin Robinson was one of the best surprises of The Office. He actually is Colin Robinson yep. on The Office. And if you watch the show, you will get that joke. If you did not get the joke, then you did not watch the show. That's how that works. Funny that. So, your nominees for Best YouTube for Quarantine are... Pitch Meetings, PlayStation Access, Deep Dive Video Essays. The category I was told to write down is People Who Sew Better Than I Do, <laughs> Booktube, and Video Game Rankings. I'm sure it doesn't take much thought to figure out whose categories are whose. Gee, I wonder. Because People Who Sew Better Than I Do is anyone if it were me i mean it's almost anyone when it's me i just watch the people who do it better than i do very well so who ah uh, is your winner why don't you go first this time <gasps> i've gone first every other time you're welcome i think what what <laughs> <laughs> so my winner uh was almost video game rankings because i just like uh I like videos about rankings, just in general, and I like video games, so you put them together, and I'm most likely going to listen to it, but uh, I have to go with PlayStation Access, because it's a team of people that I really enjoy hearing, and they they have video game list videos all the time, but they're just more in general, and they're like, we like these things, there's no <laughs> order to them, there's no ranking, but it's just... Here are things, they, they're called Friday Features, which is my favorite thing to listen to. Mm -hmm. But they they also, as a team, have videos of, like, each of them I thought was really cool uh, because da, 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 da. the PlayStation 5 came out. Whoa! And so they had a list I know of, nothing about that. Mm. So they had a list of, or everyone got uh, uh, their own personal video of their favorite game of the PlayStation 4 generation. And so they each got like a 15 minute video uh, to talk about their favorite game of the PlayStation 4 generation, which is cool. Cause I'm like, not only am I interested, I think it's really cool that everybody got their own thing. Wow. Respect. But yeah, like I just, you know, everyone has, uh, it happens a lot on YouTube and shows and everything, but specifically on YouTube, cause most of the time it's, at least with the stuff that we watch, it's people talking to you and their own personal feelings. And so, like, yes. there are people you latch on to. And so that team is one that I, for a few years now, have just, I adore them. And I adore all the things that they do. And they're just adorable. So, what is your winner? So, this is very hard for me. Oh. Because BookTube got me back reading again. And has helped me find the books that I, like, fun books to read. And is also just, like, has been one of my go-tos since I started watching YouTube. 
Um, some of my most longest subscribed channels are booktubers because I enjoy hearing people talk about books. Funny that. Um, <laughs> so I also really like the deep dive video essays. I might try making some of my own because they're very fun and I enjoy just like hearing people talk about things and their, their feelings on things and, you know, different kind of tropes and different kinds of overall messagings and how it relates to us as human beings. But I think my winner... According will... to the the adventures of Tarion Darrington. But I think that my winner has to be people who sew better than I do. Because that has been part of what inspired me to go back to making my own videos. <gasps> Oh, congratulations. Thanks. I mean, I wouldn't have made my imposter video. Hi, this is my actual voice. I wouldn't have made my imposter Or is it Casey doing the impression again? I don't know. Can are we talking over each other? Yeah, but to me. I wouldn't probably have made my imposter video. I probably wouldn't have made my Christmas tree dress video if I hadn't been inspired by people who were just, like, making things and just, like, spending their time doing that kind of stuff. And spoiler alert, those videos... Oh, great. Thanks. Amy is very talented when she's not being a disembodied Casey voice. Ah, uh, shucks. Yeah, but I'm happy for you. I'm glad. Thanks. I like seeing you make videos again. I I don't know. The, the imposter video is just very impressive to me. Thanks. I know. I should know because I got to be inside the costume. He did. If you've seen my photos of myself with the imposter... Our stand-in imposter was Casey. So I was the imposter. Skinny, I got ejected. Those skinny purple legs were yours. Mm, fabulous. And the imposter legs. has been staring at us ever since. So right now it's under a pile of clothes. Very good. Yes. And the Christmas tree has finally been put away. But yes, so I would say that is my winning category because it actually helped me start to make videos again. Lovely. Speaking of lovely, our next category is best comfort watch. I feel like these might be similar. Yep. I don't know. So. Also, I don't know what I'm doing with my voice, honestly. I don't know what I'm doing with your voice either. <laughs> so, best comfort watch, we we were talking about this. It was something that we talked yep. about, and so that kind of brought it into fruition for this episode and we've discovered things about ourselves of like, things we like to watch to feel better yes and so you will see what those nominees are very shortly so the nominees for best comfort watch is ed ed Nettie, rachel maxi whose lines it anyway and narrative telephone so hmm. some of these we watch together yep also, Rachel Maxi falls under people who sew better than I do. <laughs> wow, that's so relatable. As in, it was related to the last category. Yeah, but I already know what my winner is. Would you like to say? Sure. My winner is near the telephone. <gasps> Yay. Because it's just, you know, it's fun. It's funny. It was something that we did together. And it was just really fun to see people hanging out having fun and laughing and also trying to screw on each other over in various creative ways also the love of all of the couples yeah it's really cool uh especially 
you know, if you uh, crawl like a snake on the floor to deliver a little scary doll, scary doll on a pole and then slither your way out and show your socks in the bottom well, of the Well, having no context for what you're doing. Just helping out your spouse and thinking nothing of it. That is true love. That is true love. Uh, but yes, that is Quien Tran, Sam Rigo's wife, who we will hear about later. We shall. Yep. Uh, so I actually have a tie for mine. Wow. Whoa. Our first no tie. No rules. There's no rules. And it's so I can have a tie if I want. And I say there's a tie with also narrative telephone because I think it made me laugh the hardest uh, in 2020. And it was much desperately needed. Mm-hmm. And watching it together just made it so much better. But I, and as also, far as like, it was a show made because of quarantine. It's true. Without the quarantine, we would not have this raucous debacle that is narrative telephone. Uh, but the other winner for me is what I've learned is my curl up in bed and just watch and laugh and be happy and giggle show, uh, which is a very important thing to have. Mm-hmm. And so mine is Ed Ed Nitty. Ed Ed Nitty. I've watched it since, uh, since I was a little kid. So, yeah, I've watched it since I was a little kid. I think since I was in, like, third grade. And uh, she shakes her head. I'm the baby. Uh, (laughs) But I had the first season on DVD. And then I started just, like, finding little episodes randomly here and there just because I I felt like it. And then I got the second season for Christmas. You did. And then as of the 1st of January, it's all on HBO Max. It is. Minus the specials. Boo. Give there a is a DVD of, like, Cartoon Network Christmas specials that I think has the identity one. Yes, but there's also Halloween and Valentine's Day specials as well. Well, I don't know how to help you there. You can't! I just helped get you a second DVD. It's true. But it's a show that just, no matter what I'm feeling or what mood I'm in, it just makes me feel better. And so, yeah. yeah. I, I can rewatch those episodes over and over and over and still laugh. And still find new things. I'm like, I, I was, have been finding things and learning jokes that I didn't, I wouldn't have gotten before and those kind of things. So. And it also, I think, showcases your love of voices. Yes, it does. <laughs> Probably is also the reason I'm so gassy. Well, I don't know if there's, could be a reason for something that gassiest. Speaking of being gassy, our next category, most added stress. Oh. I feel like we had to include a category, if we're dealing with 2020, of what gave us the most unnecessary stress. Sure. I forget what's in this category. I think I blocked it from my mind. You probably did. And you know what? It's another category where you'll probably easily figure out which which ones are mine, which ones are yours, and which ones, maybe... Are ours. <laughs> <laughs> Yours, so, mine, and ours? Yes. <laughs> so, the category nominees for most added stress in 2020. The cat sleeping on the angry bird? No. <laughs> That's stress really for her. <laughs> but your nominees are moving. Oh, God. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, just in general. <laughs> uh, consistency in making videos. The final battles of Yakuza, Yakuza 4. Attack of the Toy Tanks, and it just says, Zoom! Also, we should add technical 
difficulties. Of which we have had for this episode. Yes, we have. So, I, I won't give it bias because of the fact that it's happened like five times. So, uh, I will say that I think the thing that added the most stress uh, is moving. It was very stressful. Yep. It had a great reward, but it was very stressful. Stressful, But <laughs> a close runner-up is Attack of the Toy Tanks, which if when you, when we eventually make our... Uh, or the video, the what? Uh, the, <laughs> that's what this game did to me, Amy. That's why it was so close to winning because that game made me so angry, almost angrier than any other game that I've ever played in my life. And I'll get into that at another time. Which game? Attack of the Toy Tanks. Was that the name of the game? Yep. I didn't know if that was the game or like a level or. Yep, that was the game. Dear Lord, maybe the worst game I've ever played in my life. Oh, that one. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well. My winner is also moving, but Zoom and or just video calls is a very close second because who we am I sick? Who we am I sick of them? It's just like it's the same amount of stress and energy exhaustion of actually seeing people with none of the slight reward of like actual human interaction because it's a screen. And it just sucks the joy out of human contact. <sighs> but no, moving is the worst. Oh, moving during a pandemic oh, yeah. is even worse. Because it also involves not just the moving, but apartment hunting. Apartment hunting and also moving two different places into one place. <gasps> what are you saying, Emery? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying the reward though of moving is that we did it at the same time we and did. together into the same place. We did. Now I see you 24/7 because no one leaves. No one leaves. But just like having to do all of that and the time crunch and like not being able to visit apartments or having to figure out specific ways to visit apartments and then trying to figure out how to get like movers to help that's safe and just like dealing with all of that was just so much. It was. And then I still have a job that took the rest of my time and it's just there was so much going on. And that's why it won an award. It did. So, ready for a, a different category to get away from that? Sure. All right. So, the next one is another unique one called Most Time Spent With in 2020. Okay. Yes. The award for, or the nominees for Most Time Spent With in 2020. Taylor Swift. Donald Glover. The next one says, each other, I guess. <laughs> and... Arwen. Oh. See, I think the winner for you is Arwen. Because she's been with you the whole time. Yes, well, for me, the winner is Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> because I spent so much time with Donald Glover in 2020. I listened to all of his music. I went through Community. I went through Atlanta. I just learned all the things I could about him 
and I unlocked him in Star Wars Battlefront 2. You did. I could not unlock Arwen in Star Wars Battlefront 2, and therefore she does not win. Sorry, Kat. So then, I think my winner is... Again, Taylor Swift. Yeah, congratulations, because Taylor Swift. Because at this point, I've gotten Casey to know the lyrics to Taylor Swift songs. Yep. And that is a success. I got to watch the Long Pond Sessions. I got to watch Miss Americana. I got to watch the Reputation one again. I got to listen to two new albums. I got to get Casey to memorize two new albums. And I've had a lovely time. And we rewatched Cats. We did! We watched Cats for my birthday. So, more Taylor Swift. But the real question is, is she unlockable in Star Wars Battlefront 2? The answer is, the answer not is, yet. Will Amy ever play Star Wars Battlefront 2? Probably not. But if Taylor Swift was an unlockable character, you probably would. I would at least attempt. Or I would just steal your game with your saves so I could see it and then never play it again. And there you go. That is, those are our winners who are most time spent with in 2020. Yeah, screw you, Casey. Screw you, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> except Arwen. We love Arwen when she's not being a pest. Yeah, except she stole my Angry Bird. Speaking of Angry Bird, the next category is Best Quarantine Picture. Because I think... Picture? Yeah. Yeah, as in movie. Oh, movie. I thought you were like, what is the best picture we took during quarantine? It's the one of my foot. I don't know. <laughs> I've been watching too much Ed and Eddie. Uh, but yes, best quarantine picture. I say quarantine picture because it doesn't have to be, again, something that came out this year. Because there wasn't a lot, and it was a mixed bag. It was true. So. I don't have the nominees, so I'm always just waiting on <gasps> I do have the nominees, and they are... Are you ready? Yep. Are you ready for them? Uh, She's ready. The nominees <laughs> are... Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Ooh. Jumanji, The Next Level. Battlestar Galactica, The Plan. Battlestar Galactica, Razor. Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, a.k.a. The One with the Whales. Palm Springs. Bill and Ted Face the Music, Hamilton, Borat's Subsequent Movie Film, and Wonder Woman 1984. Did I miss anything? I tried to keep it down to 10, and I tried to keep it to the good ones. I don't know. We could... Surprise also... category! Worst movie of the quarantine. Hmm. I have mine. Hmm. I feel like I'm forgetting stuff. But what is yours? Trick or treat. Oh, that was mine. Yep. I was like, I can't think of anything else, but that's probably it. High five. Ow. Sorry, uh, Kilo from Battlestar. It was... I didn't... I know a lot of people like the movie. I did not. Which one? Trick or treat. Oh, no. Sorry, it was like, the Battlestar movies? <laughs> um... Best movie of quarantine. So, because it's crazy, I have almost a three-way tie. 
Oh, yeah? More of like, I have three that I really, really like and I'm not going to choose because you can't make me. Okay. So. I'm not trying to. My three pretty much all winners and it's really too close to call and you can't make me call so I'm not going to and so I'm just going to name the three of them are Hamilton because it was also a staging of stuff so yep. you know it counts doesn't count who cares it counts uh Star Trek 4 The Voyage Home uh like I don't know I for a long time I was like like Wrath of Khan was my favorite of the movies but the one I always think about is the one with the whales so and it was just it was a very it was a very good watch for a quarantine and palm springs uh i said i would mention sam regal's wife queen and tran again and here it is she is the director of photography and that's probably why the movie looks so great but it's also just a great movie on its own <gasps> what are your thoughts i will concur great <laughs> <laughs> because I was agreeing about Hamilton because I love that show and seeing the re the taping whatever whatever it's called was amazing. And I have been looking forward to seeing it in high def for ages. And then I love the Voyage Home. It is whereas Wrath of Khan is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is an emotional bucket. Whereas the Voyage Home is so much fun. The Voyage Home is a bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, I, I love that movie. And I also just really enjoyed the the new watch of Palm Springs. Because I didn't know what to expect with that movie. It was not what I got. And that was great. It was just a lot of fun. I think all, of, all three are just very fun in their own way. Um... I think Hamilton has the saddest moments of the three, but it's still yes. overall just, I mean, it's just, a, it's, even though it has a lot of like really sad moments, it's still just so enjoyable mm -hmm. and, you know, a peak of the quarantine. Are you trying to shake my hand? No, I was going to say as an impromptu thing, what was your favorite bootleg musical? Or musical Ooh. slime tutorial that yes, we watched. Slime tutorial. Ooh, that's a good we one. We watched Book of Mormon, mm -hmm. School of Rock, mm -hmm. Beetlejuice, mm -hmm. Mean Girls, mm -hmm. Legally Blonde. Mm -hmm. Did we watch that, that one wasn't technically a boot. Well, I mean, I mean it, it was. It was the MTV one, but yeah, it, it, it still, was the bootleg of the MTV version. It's still eligible. Yes. Um, did we I watch think, something else? I think that was it. I think that was it. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's a tough one. Right? Because the like, I think for this, even though I probably like the the shows more than the others, I think I will take out Book of Mormon and Legally Blonde only because I've seen them both multiple times. Yep. And so I think I will focus on a new on a new watch. I will agree. That doesn't make it any easier. Though technically Book of Mormon was new for me. That's true. So it can be eligible for you if you want. I, I mean, sure, but it's not the winner. Okay. Uh, you go first, because I don't know. I think my favorite. So... So I guess that really, like, between Mean Girls, uh, School of Rock, and Beetlejuice, right? Yes. Okay. I think... So, one of my favorite... Two of my favorite moments come from Mean Girls, because 
Halloween song and the talent show yeah. are two of my favorite things. And hell yes, am I going to make that Transformers costume that opens the talent show. But I don't think overall the show is my favorite. Agreed. I think the visuals of Beetlejuice are really, really cool. And I liked it a lot more than I expected to because I don't like the movie. Shocker. People always expect me to love Beetlejuice, and I don't. (laughs) I think the one that I liked best overall was School of Rock. I would have to agree on all of that, except I like the movie Beetlejuice fine, but everything else is pretty spot on. So I guess the winner for both of us is School School of of Rock. Rock. I mean, the the movie it's based on is one of my favorites of all times. I like the movie it's based on a lot. It's really fun. But I I think they did a really good job, like, with whatever story changes they put in. And, um... Yeah, I mean, it... Because the movie is a bit shorter, like, they didn't... They didn't take anything out. They just only added some stuff. Yep. Which was really cool. And all the stuff they added was really fun. And the lead of the version that we watched, which I think was the original Broadway cast, Mm -hmm. was the same as the guy from Beetlejuice from the original Broadway cast. He is very good. And from what I hear, a very nice person. Yep. So, yeah. Agreed. And I think it has the most earwormy song, one of the most earwormy songs with Stick It to the Man. That one gets in my head a lot. Stick it to the man. It gets stuck in my head a lot. Yeah, though I will say the Halloween song gets pretty stuck. It's true. When it when it gets there, it is stuck. So I'm really good at doing Amy impressions. <laughs> so our final category. Oh, it's our final one? Yep. Wow. Yep, it wasn't long. We just had to get through our, our usual stuff. You mean our technical difficulties? And are also a tendency to ramble. We are tangential. So, the final category is best success of 2020. Because there was... 2020 or quarantine? Or both? Probably both. Yeah, because quarantine was most of 2020. 2020. Uh, 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 okay. Colin Robinson. Colin Robinson. <laughs> So, yeah, I figured it would be best to end on a category that is positive. Despite all the bad things, keep it positive. 2020 sucks, but... Yep. So, are you ready for the nominees? Sure. For best success of 2020? Your nominees are... Amy hitting 1,000 YouTube subscribers. Woo! Ah, ah, ah. But congratulations. Thanks. Getting a PS5. Gee, I wonder who did that? Arwen. Yep. With how much she tries to get into it. Yep. Moving. Because there was a success in that we did it. We did. Uh, Amy paying off her car. Yeah. Me getting all the platinum trophies. It's true. So many platinum trophies. How many are you right now? Uh, I think this year i gotten over 100. Wow. <laughs> Almost 100. Uh I hit level 40 in Pokemon Go. You did. And then shortly after, they increased the level cap. But no matter, I still hit level 40. You did. Which is a big thing. And we survived. We did. So, I think the unanimous winner is we We survived. survived. So, if you're listening to this, that means you did too. And you're also a winner of our quarantinis. Wow! 
You survived. We are all winners. We are all winners. And yes, we are all losers, but we are all winners. And the world is made of wieners. Wieners. <laughs> there you go. The end of our quarantine episode has to end with wieners. wieners. Sorry. It sounded so much like you were saying wieners. I mean, it tracks. It does. Like so many things, it tracks. But there you go. Woo! We our did it. first and hopefully we last quarantines. Quarantines. <sighs> How do you feel? <sighs> Tired. Yeah, very tired. And gassy. I mean, but when are you not? Thank you for listening. <laughs> the answer is, if you were held in suspense, much like my farts, I'm always gassy. That's my secret, Cap. I'm always gassy. And with that note, thank you so much for listening to Talk Nerdy to Me, baby. We are so happy that you have come back after our once again impromptu hiatus. And so we can say hi, Adis. <laughs> Who is this Adis? If your name is Adis, please let us know by talking to us either here in the comment section of whatever app that you are using to listen to this. But also, on, hello. <laughs> on Twitter or Instagram where I am, or YouTube, where I am Amory by the Sea. And everywhere. I am Cased Crusader. Everywhere. Everywhere. And we Except PlayStation, because I don't want to change my name because I don't want to lose all the, the progress. Do you That's want people to find you on PlayStation? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But everywhere else, I'm still Case Crusader. And we are super happy to be back. Super happy to be back in your ears and having you listen to us and just, you know, interacting with you again. Because we've missed you, you know? And guess what? We always say it, but we always mean it. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Whether it's... We'll do it. Yeah, I mean... We can make... Don't test us. We'll do it. Any subject lasts for an ungodly amount of time. It's a gift. And a curse. And a curse. So, we will be back with a new episode, hopefully again next Tuesday, 7 a.m. PST, and then forever afterwards for you to listen to at your leisure. Or leisure, depending. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time... We will talk to you again, baby. Goodbye. Ah, Oh, no, don't hurt yourself. (laughs)